0: Hello heroes and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James Damato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we are concluding our King Killer Chronicle series. I feel so tremendously fortunate to be able to explore one of my favorite fantasy universes with one of my favorite fantasy authors and an incredible cast of talented performers. A huge thanks to Casey Tony and Joseph Webster for editing the audio. And an especially huge thanks to Arnie Parrott for writing and composing all of the music that you heard for this series. And to Arnie and Robin Buttery for performing together. I think it made this whole thing a really special experience. And if you loved the song Miss Starvin Scutton, I've got good news for you. Arnie has recently made it available for free to listen to on his SoundCloud. And if that sort of knee-slapping pub music is up your alley, I've got even better news. Arnie has teamed up with the One Shot Network to release an album of folk music from the fantasy universe built around our podcast series, Campaign Skyjacks. And we're going to be kickstarting it soon. I'll talk more about that in the mid-roll. But for now, if you want to listen to more Miss Darvin Scutton, you can go to bit.ly slash That's bit.ly slash m-s-d-a-r-v-a-n, and that'll take you right to Arnie's SoundCloud page. Or you can follow the link in the show notes. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show.
1: This is Vargas Samista's workshop. I try not to come here. There are too many memories and also a vengeful ghost.
2: Man, I'm going to be so mad at Volley's ride. I'm going to be so fucking pissed off. (laughs)
3: Um, Is this like a carpenter's workshop or does this look like the workshop? Like, is this like an artificer's workshop?
0: I think kind of half of one and half of the other. There are definitely places where, where frames of boats w- would be built. Uh, and, you know, these these are racing sailing ships, so they're, they're not especially overly large. Th- th- this isn't a huge vacuous room, but, like, there are also a bunch of devices here. I don't know. Does any? Uh, I, I will say that right now, the only sympathy lamp that is on is is being held by Ramblesworth. So you're not really taking in in full relief everything that this uh, workshop has to offer. Like you can see a lot of large things that are covered by tarps, uh, and there's a lot of dust and cobwebs down here. But it looks like there are workstations for all sorts of
2: things. Where's the body smart stuff? Uh, of course uh, i
1: I must warn you that the the spirit is quite aggressive cool
4: let's <laughs> we'll get this over with yeah. yeah if you'd be kind enough to show us I mean, I would love to study it
0: okay with that, you all are going to face a challenge uh, need you to make a finesse flip that will take 3 successes to hit whoa so and you can you can spend into it to increase your chances and like if you have each of us yeah this is this is for everybody and if you have an idea of like oh you know my character is dealing with this Through cleverness somehow, like, let me know what your idea is, like, to to spend into it. Like, your base is three. You've got to hit three successes not to be affected at all.
5: I would like to use charm. I feel like I'm still riding high on my speech outside, and I'm going to hold my head up the way a noble would in the face of an adverse situation.
0: I'll allow it. But I don't think for the reason that you're thinking, but you can use charm to spend into this. Absolutely.
5: <laughs> okay. So how does it work? Uh, technically, I have, it says I have two in charm, but I so think you got
0: two in charm. You can spend as many from charm as you like for each point you spend. That will be uh, an extra two coins to flip. And you're looking for three successes. And we
5: naturally have two. I'm sorry. We naturally, you naturally have, three. have three. So I did you naturally have three Two success, one failure. So if I spend another one, then I get two more coins. Yeah. Oh, I need to spend both.
0: <laughs> Go for it. We're we're approaching the end of the adventure. We, we must be. Yes. I, I've been recording so long.
5: <laughs> Out of a million rolls, I finally got three.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. You will not suffer any major negative effects for this.
3: Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm spending as well. My finesse is not. Let's see. Okay, I finally got my three, but now I am empty of finesse.
4: I think I might have misunderstood. So I rolled and failed. Okay. Can I just spend my finesse? So
0: so yeah, you can spend from your finesse to add more coins to that flip oh, no. if you like. Okay, hold on. Nope. And you can fail this. Failing is an option.
4: Uh, it's a fail. Okay. <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll pre-fail since it's already a fail.
0: That's great. <laughs> and Liz, how about you? How did you do?
2: I'm going to spend out of finesse. Okay. What is that? Let me, so is every
0: time like? you spend one point from finesse, that will add two extra coins to this roll for you to flip. The okay. base that you'd be flipping is three. Um, uh, so if you spend one point, that'll bring you up to five. Okay. You need three successes to avoid any adverse effects of this.
2: Okay. I'm going to spend one because one is all I have. So I'm going to just do it five. Heads. 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 I did it. I didn't
0: oh, even need that. <laughs> wow, you didn't need it at all. Cool. Yeah, you're you're just gonna be fine. So then we'll center on garlic right now. The big thing that happens is immediately the sympathy lamp that is being carried by Bramblesworth flies out of his hand across the room. And garlic, you can feel a heavy weight pulling at your hips and dragging you across the room earlier it just sort of made you fall over when you were outside the house but now inside the house whatever powerful forces pulling on that belt of books that you have pulls you bodily across the room and you are now just sailing towards this sympathy lamp and I I think it is like moved across the room and smashes there is a big flash of light that lights up the room as uh, you can feel just like a big impact boom on on your body. How many failures did you get out of that, B?
4: Two out of three.
0: Two out of three. Okay. So, I think, like, you get the wind knocked out of you pretty bad. I, I think for this, I'm gonna take Five points from your resilience like this is a pretty big smack that happened to you your whole body flew across the room and you crashed into something and it wasn't soft it hurt Um, so much i'll focus on everyone else we'll first start with amari amari you had added to your finesse flip with uh charm instead so what my ruling on this is people are being affected because there are metal objects on their bodies but you dressed up in a way that you didn't have anything any metal that would be affected (laughs) by this on your person so you're just like kind of Completely unaffected, none of like the tools and whatnot that fly around in in this shop hit you. You're just standing there. Uh, if there were more light in this room, a perfect picture of grace and elegance that the noble class should be.
5: Um, I am a '90s perfume ad.
0: <laughs> fuck, I love that.
5: Uh, <laughs> we we turn
0: to volley volley do you have any metal on you um, is the first question
3: yeah like probably well I, I I already established that I don't have pockets because these are noble clothes but yeah but- okay
0: how many? Probably uh,
3: buttons, yeah.
0: You you did succeed. How many failures did you get
3: in this? Along the way, I had to re-roll twice, so I got four failures. Four to, failures to get my three successes.
0: Cool. So then this is how I'm going to interpret that. Like, yes, you don't uh get hurt in any way by this, but flying off your body is the heavily buttoned coat of of this fallen nobleman. Like It like the coat flies off and the belt flies off and then the way too big white trousers fall down. So you're in (laughs) your underclothes like very suddenly as these two big fancy clothes have been whipped away from you. And then, of course, we come to Chet. Chet, who was in this dangerous situation where all of his friends were being affected and reflecting the ability that Chet has just without interacting with the mechanic at all.
1: Chet is fine. (laughs) Chet is not affected by
2: this at all. Bad Uh, things happen to the people around him and he's fine. The wind of the gust of things flying past him fly fly in such a way that he has to do the Marilyn Monroe like skirt down thing like, Ooh!
0: <laughs> 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 Ooh, refreshing. I love it. So you are in this basement workshop in the dark garlic you've had the wind knocked out of you pretty bad everyone else like you've had a near miss with like things being ripped off your body and the sympathy lamp has been destroyed are we in darkness you are in darkness
3: i will make light and i can do that uh sympathy is one of my my talents Mm -hmm. so uh i could i could do a role for that or since that is one of the two skills I bought. I'll leave that to you.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, that, that, that's perfect. Like it it is not hard. I mean, Pat, because uh, this is not your world and everything, uh, what method is, is he using to do this? Because I, I do remember from the books, there's like the kinetic to, to light sympathy that Kilvin did, but like, that was like a very quick flash. Uh, so
3: I think what, uh, if this was a longer game or if we had like more developed rules, I think, the resilience stat is maybe I might have, because right right now I have no tools, I don't have something set up. It's like, but I need light, and there is always energy around if you know where to use it. so I'm probably right. just turning some of my body heat into energy, but like so dinging me a point of resilience. Is, I I like that. Yeah, is, is yeah. pretty fair. Uh, but honestly, also because I don't have anything, I probably uh, you know I just have my hand up, and like my hand will will glow. Now here's here's an important thing. This in no way looks cool, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because like and originally I, I have that finesse talent that says so long as I have some points in finesse, um, whenever oh. I succeed. I look dashing and competent, but I spent all my finesse. And so, like, like instead of, like, being like, ha-ha, yes, I am a wizard, it's great, Uh, I am making light like all wizards do. Instead, like, I am all schmutzed up and, like, one of my shoes is gone and my pants are down and my clothes are torn (laughs) off of me. But now, also, there is light in the room.
4: Pink garlic turns, like, rolls over uncomfortably. It was like a book digging into their hip. (laughs) And unfortunately, the first thing they look up to, because, like, there's this bright light in the center of the room, and it's just Volley without their pants, and oh, no. Yeah. And they look down embarrassed for you. (laughs)
3: I'm like, are you you okay? Like, legitimate concern. Like, just earnest, like, not really fully at, at, at grips with the fact that he's mostly naked at this point. Uh, I
0: mean, your friend just flew across the room. I, I feel like you can have some priorities. Yeah.
3: <laughs> is, is there a candelabra or two about?
0: Uh, yeah, I think with your hand, uh, like, lit up, it, it gives you enough that you can, like, go around and just find some candles. It can't be too hard to find some candles.
3: if If there are any, like... Oil lamps or anything around, like I will either go and I'll just like I, I I can I can with sympathy you can light lamps. It's not that hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. So now
3: Although you maybe maybe that's like overly casual. Like something big has just happened. So maybe from this moment, like I'm like, are you okay? And then like everyone else can have their own
0: reaction. Yeah. uh, what, What I'll say is like you, you go over to check on garlic and I think your next priority after that is like, can't keep spending my own body heat on creating light. Uh, that's foolish. So I gotta, I gotta look for alternative solutions here.
3: But also I'm worried about the angry goddamn ghost, which may or may not be here. Uh, so Where did all the metal just get ripped off in a direction again?
0: Yes, it did move in a direction. In fact, it moved right where garlic is right now. (gasps) And you can see that there are like the floor around this place is littered with different tools and other objects. You see here, like, there are a bunch of nails that are just littered on the ground around this place. There are also, like, small bits and bobs here. uh, Without a cleverness uh, flip to look out further, I I can't give you more information than that, but a lot of things flew across the room to this place. And And in front of you, there is this large... Draped bit of canvas cloth over some hulking thing. It's going to be
5: a coffee. He pulls it.
3: Yeah, you can do that. Before anything else, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to take a nail. I'm going to take it in my hand. I'm going to make, like, a binding so that, like, no other metal comes and, like, stabs me and my friends. That's my first priority. I'm like, you know, ghost or not, something moving. It's like this is all iron. I drunk as I am, like no. Like I'm I'm going to be now braced if anything like if this tugs, I'm going to exert my will uh, in the other direction to keep my oh. friends from getting I can I can counter a force. This is just something moving through the air. And I have a piece of iron now, so I'm re- I'm fucking done. Like you it, can. This tore my fancy clothes, and my pants are down, and this sucks. Um,
0: I I am very excited about this particular prospect. We will come back to that. I, I would like to cut to the others. So yeah. so we have Volley, who's who's gone over to Garlic. Garlic is kind of draped over over this thing that that is covered up in in a canvas tarp. What's everyone else doing?
2: Is this like a smaller room inside the? Room or
0: this is like a big basement workshop that you're in, so it, it, it's kind of expansive. It, it's it's large enough to build, you know, boats that are like twenty five feet long. Here, like it's it's impressive.
2: Okay, I'm going to grab a hammer and a splinter of wood.
3: <laughs> I love this.
0: There's a uh,
2: vampire, oh! and I will kill him it
3: <laughs> now me now me and Cheddar are vibing now we're now we're now we're in the same story it's here some
0: kind of supernatural thing <laughs> i would like you to please make a, a uh cleverness flip for me and what is your current cleverness
2: oh it's still at five well actually no it's at one so
0: it's at one okay um so yeah the let's see the
2: I mean, I'll spend it. We're at the end of the session. I don't care.
0: Okay, yeah. Spend it. I'll just give it. Okay, cool. Uh, So spending that cleverness, you notice the hammer that you picked up is a little bit strange. It is brass on the outside.
2: I mean, okay. (laughs) Chet's like, weird. I'm going to fuck someone up. (laughs) I I want you to imagine this, like, Chet used enough brain power and cleverness to find the things that he needed, and then there's nothing left. (laughs) It's just, last brain cell just die. Well,
0: well, yeah, I mean, you're in a very stressful situation right now. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Chet's very clever when dealing with the various deans in his life, but this is a situation unlike other situations he has to deal with on the reg. So, that makes sense to me.
2: And then he walks over to the big
5: thing underneath the tarp. Uh, what about Amara? I am going to get to the bottom of all of this and pull that tarp and say, pull I'm that sorry tarp. that happened, Garlic. And then
0: you pull the tarp. And it reveals something. I, I-, I want to say this is like 12 feet long. And it's an incredibly... i. I-, I- I legitimately don't know if anyone here has seen a device like this before. Pat will be able to answer that question better than I will. Uh, but you see this odd device that appears to have a bunch of coiled wire around it um, that just has this strange construction Um That Pat, do they have like electricity or electromagnets? Commonly, is that something that any university student would encounter?
3: Absolutely, those are those are basic forces. Uh, The need for electromagnets and electricity is really lessened with the existence of sigildry, but Mm -hmm. yeah, like that it's absolutely a known thing.
0: Cool. Then you see the biggest electromagnet that you've ever seen in your gosh darn life.
5: I look down at garlic. This is
4: actually pretty cool. (laughs) They're going to roll up kind of like a turtle stuck on their back. And... (gasps) Whoa. Can I... Hmm. They're going to pull out Hmm. a book. Okay, stop. Document. What do I know about this?
0: Okay. I'm going to say... That your book, like, uh, you're you're using your ability, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the book that you pull out has nothing to do with electromagnets. Instead, it is a book that. I kind of want to know how it came into your possession, because it talks about something that you as a university student at your level are definitely probably not allowed to know about. Um, And it only hints at it. It is kind of a long meandering. In fact, you know what? It is a book written by this crackpot arcanist who talks about ghosts and other things, and it is talking about a philosopher's stone a theorized construct of nigh infinite power. And he goes on and on talking about it page after page of like different things that like you have a couple friends, you know, you know, one or two people who are in artificing. So, there are people who laugh at this as you talk to them about it because of the way this guy is talking about this thing. He's just uh, talking about all the, like these, these mythic things uh, uh, about it, but he describes roughly what something like this would look like. And as you look over this object, like, Calling out to you, one of the rough sketches that is in this book appears to be a part of this large electromagnetic device in front of you.
4: I mean, first, it's important that in order to find the page, Garlic opens up that really weird colored covered book as well, Um, as eccentric as the author is. So they open it up. Okay, I mean, I have have read about this. Just give me a second. Flip, flip, flip. Um, (laughs) Love that. Still love it. Flip, flip, flip. Here it is. And look, 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 this matches, okay? I think this means, hmm.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. It's like Philosopher's Stone living forever, mechanical. So I
3: can I can step in with a little a little context as well here, because I, I now I see what what James is doing. So um and and I'm, I might tweak a little bit some of the background. Please do because you know, like there are the legend of the philosopher's stone, and actually, Amara, you know, in your world, the stone is an alchemical device that will let someone live forever, or it will perfect them as a human, or it will turn baser metals into gold, or 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 again, it's it's one of those. It is. There's a lot of stories about it. Uh, at the university, there is something that 's produced that and that's actually sold at the university to people with a oh, fuck tons of money and what it is you know and and depending on what our time frame is, Kilvin hates the fact that these are called philosopher's stones, but what they are is they are energy storage devices they are big heat capacitors that heat mm. can go into, and then if you are a sympathist, it's like, now I have energy, and I can do whatever I want with it.
5: Oh, like a battery.
3: It's like a big battery. Um, ah. Except it's not electricity, it's heat. And so the good ones tend to be spherical or, like, many-sided, and they're put together. You know, honestly, let's say it looks like a 20-sided die, because yeah. that's one of the platonic solids, and it it's – Held together by really powerful artificery, because inside is a terrifying amount of energy, depending on how big they are. And so, like these do exist, but like it, you might have seen one or seen sketches of one, but probably nobody here knows how to make one because that's some that's some big science. And it's, it's sort like of some building
5: a nuke. Knowledge.
3: It is, uh, and it's very delicate, and if you fuck one up, if it were to, like, effectively lose containment, it would go off like a bomb. Like a big bomb full of plasma. So, like, you could see it there, and what you might see is like, oh, they make little ones of these to sell to people, or to, like, they will power things. But if you look and you're like, oh... There's only one reason there would be something here that looks like a dodecahedron. It's like this this is the thing that's meant to like absorb and use a ton of energy.
0: And and so you 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 come to that realization as as you are looking at this object, especially garlic, because garlic has the book on it. In um, absolute awe. That that talks about it in terms of Maybe the practical device, but everything is amped up. Kind of what I'm starting to realize about this arcanist author is they are writing about arcane things, but for an audience of excitable nobles.
3: Got to move those copies.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, We all know that grind. Um, (laughs) Oh, boy. But you see a Philosopher's Stone large enough to power an electromagnet that could cause phenomenon to happen all over this little town. This Um,
4: is too much power. Can I hit it? No, 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 no. Don't listen.
3: (laughs) Folly screams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've
0: got
2: the stake and the hammer in your (laughs) hand. the free
0: of pirates <laughs> hey heroes it's james your game master and welcome to the mid-roll heroes i want to remind everyone that arnie parrot recently released miss darvin scutton for your listening pleasure over on his soundcloud page And that next month, Arnie and the One Shot Network are going to be kickstarting an album of fantasy folk music together. That music is based on our sister podcast, Campaign Skyjacks, which is an actual play about a crew of sky pirates who are covering up the fact that their captain is dead by using necromancy. It's an anti-colonial romp. And if you happen to like the folk music traditions in stories like the Kingkiller Chronicle, you're probably going to appreciate the musical work Arnie has done for Skyjacks. Arnie's work is always put together in an incredibly thoughtful way that is also extremely catchy. If you want to find out when the Kickstarter for that album is going live, you can head to bit.ly slash skyjackscrew. There, you can sign up for our mailing list, and we will send out a message as soon as that project is live. If you want to hear more of Miss Darvin's Scutton, you can head to bit.ly slash Darvin. That's bit.ly slash m-s-d-a-r-v-a-n. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. And we're going to get things started off with a name correction. Neve Fury, thank you so much. Paxton Clifford, thank you. Rachel Tessier, thank you very much, and let me know if I didn't get that one right. Bridget Kirby, thank you. Moira L. Maelstrom, thank you. Morgan Headstrom, thank you very much. Barton Road, thank you. Trevor L. Hoffman, thank you so much. Dave Charlesworth, thank you. Paul Lama, thank you very much. Kevin Kerr, thank you. And William Hobson, thank you very much. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We wouldn't be able to produce shows like this without your help. Before we get back to the show, I want to give everyone a quick programming note about what we've got coming up next week. We're going to feature J. Dragon's Sleepaway which is a horror game about summer camp. Picture the childhood camaraderie of Craig of the Creek and combine it with Stephen King's It. And we have a stellar cast for that series. I'm joined by Molly Ostertag, Noelle Stevenson, Ben Joseph, Lola Binkard, and Brennan Lee Mulligan. It is an incredible cast and an incredible series for a really special game. So if you liked what you heard here on our Kingkiller Chronicle* series, I can almost guarantee that you're going to love it. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show.
5: How do you even turn it off safely?
4: You, I don't know.
5: Like, I know some
4: sacred
3: I'll, you know, like, nail still in hand. Oh, and I'll, like... If if I can find some candles or whatever, I'll I'll light a few of those so I don't have to glow anymore. But but I'll where's the butler? I'll look. Yeah, where is the butler?
0: I love that that question came up as soon as (laughs) Pat mentioned that he was finally going to get the candles. So you turn towards the candles and you see in front of you a ghostly looking figure that glows a sickly, unearthly red dressed in the fancy clothes of our dear departed friend. God damn it, I lost the note card that had this name that I've been saying. Vargas All Simista. Vargas Simista. Thank you. The miserable, otherworldly, glowing form of Vargas Semista stands in front of you and it carries at its side a sword made of glass and it slashes forward at Volley. Pat, what does Volley do?
3: (laughs) I, at this point, I finally swung over. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess it's not a ghost. Um, And I turn around. I'm like, better turn the lights on. Um, I... This is the moment where maybe Volley is either a hero or he is not.
2: Gosh. Wait, are James, are you saying like where we're looking, that's where the butler used to be, or the so, butler's just not there anymore?
0: I mean, you didn't pay attention to like all the lights went off and Volley turned on his hand and garlic was hurt, and then you found a philosopher's stone. Nobody was focused on the butler or where the butler might be.
1: Yeah.
5: And I fucking then Volley, knew it!
0: Volley turns <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> Volly like- turns around and there's a ghost there. I'm, I'm fucking
3: <laughs> um You know, Volley has nothing. I but I think I will, you know, to give him a little bit of an arc, I think he's gonna try to to grapple this this you know he he has no weapon he's holding a nail in his hand (laughs) and he has clothes are torn off and so but like i think he's gonna try to close with him or maybe you know maybe it's not even prowess maybe this is will does he lose his shit or does he like is he able to respond maybe i would i would make a will roll um instead of a prowess roll
0: Yeah, I like the idea of Will. You you have to summon the courage to be the hero that you wanted to be in the moment that you were presented with this challenge.
3: Yeah, I like this because either one will be a good story, whereas, like, whether, like, do I punch him or not is not an interesting conflict. It's like, does, you know... So so
0: I, Pat, I I think this is, we've come down to what probably is a binary result. It is a question of what is the best thing that volley could do? And what is the worst thing that volley could do in this situation? So I, I think we flip and we see what happens.
3: Okay. Oh, Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I, I did not make it. This is a failure.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I'm going to throw this out to the group. We can either have, like, dramatic failure or a thematic failure. The thematic failure is I turn around and, terrified, I say, Yes,
5: absolutely.
1: yeah. How could you possibly think there's anything? Whoa, yeah, we're going to have a really dramatic, sad moment.
5: No. No.
3: Okay, no. it is. I turn around. Ghost.
0: <laughs> yeah, Volley's is a young man. He'll angst about this later, and that's when he absolutely will. Think through that dramatic failure, but instead, I think uh Volley like kind of runs forward onto or er, into Terence and kind of like collapses on Terence and Terence starts to run about the basement. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. <no. laughs> this
0: ghost has shown up. Yeah, what's
1: everyone else doing? There's a g- 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 ghost g-g-g-g-g-g-ghost.
2: I've got a hammer, and I want to hit something. Chet is going to go forward and try to hit the sword, specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And I know oh, I know that it's all, the, the, the bad glass. I know that. So I'm going to spend will out of that. And I will note that I am at zero in all my stats except for charm.
0: <laughs> Love it. Okay, so you're spending a will here. So are you trying to make a sympathetic binding to make this glass easier to shatter? Yes. Okay. Let's see your skills. You don't have sympathy as a skill in the way that Molly does. So I I think this is a a binary result where I think the the best that we can hope for is maybe your swing is going to carry a little bit more oomph. Uh, The worst thing that I think can possibly happen is you put the effort into doing this. Uh, You're spending from this. Uh, So. Flip, flip three coins. Uh, I am going to say that uh, you are going to need two successes to make this work. All
2: right. That is heads, heads, tails.
0: So you got it. Do you want to succeed or fail?
2: I want to succeed. All right.
0: So this I think we're getting a little bit of the underdog's luck in this too because this is a situation where you got a hammer and a
2: stake. I should have used one of my things. (laughs) Maybe.
0: Uh, uh, So (laughs) you've got a hammer and a stake and you're facing an opponent who has a full-on sword and is also presumably a ghost. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're clearly at the disadvantage in this situation. You're making a sympathetic binding because you know that this is twice tough glass, and I'm trying to think of exactly how you could. I guess I don't know. Well, we
2: have a we have some shattered of uh, the shattered glass, correct? That,
0: that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like it,
2: it's got to be something. Like taking the shattered that. property of this glass to make the other glass also shattered.
0: Yeah, like, I'm, I'm trying to think if that's too. Uh,
3: you wouldn't need a piece of it. If you know how it's put together, um, you would know how to maybe make it weaker, or take it apart. That would be an effort of will.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. So, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll say that that is a thing that you know. And uh,
2: Chet thinks back on the one lecture that he accidentally went to. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: Elksadal is in front of the room. Uh like,
2: <laughs> oh, here's
0: what it is. Chet accidentally wanders into Elksadol's classroom where he is lecturing on No, well, I guess this isn't this has gotta be Kilvin's lecture because it's about twice tough class. I was thinking Elks Adol just because I like the idea of Chet wandering into a room and seeing Elks at all. And I feel like every time Chet sees Elks Adol, it's like the first time he's ever seen this person because Pat <laughs> constantly <laughs> describes him as a storybook wizard out of like a bad A play. So yeah. I feel like you'd walk in this room and go.
1: Are we seriously listening to a guy who looks like this? (laughs) This guy over here? (laughs) This guy here.
0: Um, But yeah, no, it's it's probably Kelvin talking about Twice Tough Glass. And you walk into the room and everybody is listening very intently to this lecture. And like you're looking around the room like it's some kind of joke how could this be interesting? And I think you, yeah, you stumble into getting yourself Tom sawyer where it seemed like everybody <laughs> in the room was having a good time enjoying this lecture. So you tricked yourself into paying attention for a little bit. Ah, it's like,
2: damn it! <laughs> I went to school again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you know off the top of your head? You know how to pan for gold. You know what a good IPA tastes. You know what a good <laughs> IPA is and a bad IPA is. Uh, you know the names of your thirty-seven cousins, and you know the formula for twice tough glass. <laughs> Don't ask me why.
2: That's it. It's just there. Yep.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you know how to break this thing. And as the sword swings towards you, you bring your hammer up to stop it and it shatters into hundreds of pieces all at once. And the ghost like kind of stumbles back in, in surprise and stumbles back onto, uh, you know, those uh, like four wheeled dollies for like very heavy things that all have swivel wheels. It stumbles back onto one of those and starts sliding about the room. <laughs> and we'll say sliding right towards uh, Amara and Garlic, who are currently right in front of this incredibly volatile philosopher's stone that, if it is mistreated, could result in the devastation of this entire countryside.
5: Oh man. you catch him? Garlic, turn the thing off, and I just go running towards whatever's flying towards us. Cool. I want to follow Amara first. So
0: Amara, you don't So, like you just go to confront this ghost that is now like drifting across the room bathed in a sickly
5: red light. I don't think it's real. Of course not. But I think it is a projection of an image from a piece of glass that's reflecting off of whatever science I firmly believe in mm. and um, or I've learned to believe in. And um, I figure that garlic is going to handle this machine. And once the machine gets turned off, this thing's going to go away. But just in case, I don't want it running into this philosopher's stone and blowing up everyone. (laughs) Fair enough. So what do you do? I charge it. I charge it to like oh, it, just intercept it. And sh- I'd, go- I'd shoulder check it.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, put your shoulder right into that g- g- <laughs> <Yeah.
2: you> ghost. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, make, make a prowess flip here. Uh, what is your prowess right now?
5: It is, I think, w- at one. I didn't say what I used before because I had one in fin- finesse and one in prowess. Okay, but I didn't call out what I used the other. Yeah,
0: one for. Uh, uh, like either either finesse or prowess. Uh, either I way, failed. you've got one point in it, so you're probably a little tired uh, <laughs> at this point, a little frazzled. So how
5: many do I roll?
0: Uh, so let's do a a binary flip here, where you know somebody who is tired going against like this large terrifying glowing thing i think the best that we can kind of hope for is that you misdirect away from the philosopher's stone and the worst thing that could happen is a direct impact with with you which will then send both of you sailing towards garlic uh no so let's do a flip I failed. <laughs> oh, yay! So, <laughs> this this is coming towards you. You 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 rush towards it, but. W- whatever this is, is a lot heavier than Amara. You know, Amara, you are a dignified socialite. Uh, You spend a lot of time studying. You don't have an overwhelming amount of muscle mass. Uh, So, like, you, you come at this thing, and it is heavier than you, and you're just, like, it bump, and you're now on top of this rolling dolly, too, and everything is now headed towards garlic and and uh, the electromagnet and philosopher's stone.
5: It's real, it's real.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, this is like the
4: moment where I have, and I, I just have enough um, drabs in my clever to use my passive technically correct. Um, but it's just like, what, maybe if I can collaborate, like, what can we make technically correct about even this contraption to make it slightly less volatile? I mean, it's old. Is it, has it been kept up as much as everything else? Like, cause everything in this entire place is in a state of disrepair.
3: I, I can offer something up here mm-hmm. because in terms of like, like you can look at this and you're like, oh yeah, it has so much energy in it, but also it's like. If this was, if the stone itself was unstable, it wouldn't half blow up, you know, like if this had energy in it. So like what it's probably going on, you don't have to worry about this blowing up probably. There's might be like a bad connection between the two. So you're like, oh yeah, this is dangerous, but it's just when they're put together, like maybe that's what something you could realize with with cleverness. Um that or you could we, we could step outside like
0: the ability, the the technically correct ability would allow you to easily one-up somebody in a debate. Uh hmm. but like this is more of an action-based situation. So I think you okay. can still think your debate way the ghost. around this. Debate
2: the ghost.
3: <laughs> technically, it's not really a ghost.
4: Yeah. <laughs> technically, Amara. That is not a ghost. I'm still
3: shouting g-g-g-ghost, and you're like, actually.
4: <laughs> Nolly, that is not a ghost. Therefore, we have nothing to be afraid of.
0: Um. Yeah, no, I, I I. think, garlic, Uh. probably, you, you could use cleverness. Like, right now, you've got the Philosopher's Stone. You know if something hits it, like, it's going to be a problem. You could take cleverness being like in this situation I put my body in the way of the philosopher's stone or you know I move towards uh, these people instead of letting them come right at me and crash down on top of me I'll trip them and send them flying forward like I I think like you can just do what would close
4: line them with my book belt yeah
0: perfect there we go okay (laughs) so you yeah you take yeah
4: or or it's clever because books are
3: involved. Could I maybe suggest like if you look if they're sliding on this on this dolly, that's just like you could kick a piece of wood in front of the wheels.
4: Yeah, throw a book down. Yeah, throw a just book. Just toss Aww. a book in front. Yeah, it's gotta be and clever. you're holding the book books.
0: in your hand right now. That makes total sense to me.
4: Throw it to the ground.
0: Um. So yeah, you, you know what? You can even if you spend a point of cleverness, I'll give that to you because that's a great I'm idea.
4: Clever. Okay.
0: It's going right. down. Uh, so <laughs> they're coming at you. Amara is screaming,
4: it's real. It's
0: real. <laughs> and I, I think Garlic just has this moment where they're like, ah! <laughs> And they toss the book like right in front of them. The dolly impacts it. And these two go flying over <laughs> Garlic's head and <laughs> over the electromagnet into... <laughs> It right into Volley, who is on Terrence's back. Uh, so now the three of them are riding this, oh, h- the geez. biggest horse you've ever seen together. <laughs> thank you. There's the ghost on Terrence's back oh. in front, and then Amara in between, and Volley, facing Amara, so volley and Amara are <laughs> directly screaming into each other's faces.
5: I'm holding onto volley with my arms wrapped around him. <laughs> and I feel like we're both looking back <laughs> at the ghost. <laughs>
0: And I should mention that at this point, the ghost is screaming, and its screams kind of <laughs> fill the room with that same resonant voice that you encountered at the mayor's house that just seems to fill the entire room with this awful scream that sounds like it's coming from underwater.
3: Oh, man.
2: Terrence! Terrence! Heal! <laughs> <Hail. laughs>
0: You want to spend the charm for that, Liz? Huh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <little bit> left. <laughs>
0: and with that, Terrence stops. <laughs> <laughs> and I think everybody, like, on Terrence jolts and kind of, like, slides off. And the ghost falls to the ground, too.
2: Hit him! Kick him! Kick him! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Terrence, kick! You- Terrence, kick! <laughs> you Terrence kick. And Terrence, like
0: Terrence, walks over and starts like pawn and kicking at this thing, and you kick it. You kick at The ghost from the other kick. side. Uh, the ghost is like curled up in a fetal position, is trying
1: to cover its head. Uh, clearly defeated.
3: It goes from Scooby Doo to an issue of the boys.
5: <laughs> uh, uh, Chet, do that thing now. Do uh, do. Oh. <laughs>
2: Take off your mask! <laughs> and <Jet> reaches <laughs> and pulls at the ghost. Of course, <laughs>
0: underneath the mask, you.
2: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Well, underneath,
1: like,
0: the ghostly hood and the clothing, you see the butler is is there dressed in the fancy clothes that were uh, ripped off of uh, Volley's body by this electromagnet. He has kind of strapped a- a- around his neck this strange device that looks like a smaller version of one of those glass bulb things. And... He's just otherwise dressed up as a creepy ghost, and he has underneath his clothes uh, another sympathy lamp that uh, is providing this glowing light.
2: He haunted Mansion us. I got it in the wrong order, but I was still correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
5: But what do we do with that? Ooh. turn,
2: turn off your battery.
5: <laughs> um. Uh, oh.
1: Okay. Hey. Please don't kick me. Don't kick me. <laughs> I kick. I, I oh, kick. <laughs> just, I don't. I don't get paid enough to deal with this. I just paid by who? Uh,
3: oh, I, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: By whom? <laughs> <laughs>
2: gotta hate it
1: (laughs) love it love it dude uh the the estate of vargas semista it was towards the end of his life He realized that he would never be able to reclaim his glory days, winning the race with the sail. Year after year after his first loss, he would lose progressively by more time, even with his new designs. There was simply no way sailboats could compete with the mechanical wonders produced by arcanists. So instead... He wished to use the tools of the Arcanists against this town and punish them. In a way, the ghost of Argus Semista is still with us in that Boo. this Boo. was his will to haunt these villagers. <laughs> You're a creep. I'm doing a job.
5: <laughs> you could well. just take the money and walk away.
1: I I I had an affection for for my departed master he was always kind to me and so I thought why not terrorize a town with a horrible you know device that is dealing with powers best left untampered with <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. called evil. About that one, can we can we can we
4: tam- tamper with that power? Qu- quickly, though, I just want to like de-depower it. It's not, it's not good in your hands, and I don't trust you. I would like to see
1: how it tastes when I lick it.
2: You're welcome <laughs> to do that chat. No. Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, I, uh, at this point, I think it, it best to leave. Uh, Master Samista's reputation left unmarred, so Why? if you'll agree to not spread around that uh, Vargas was using this mechanical terror to terrorize the town, I'll let you take it, and <gasps> we'll just call it Squaresies.
5: Just to Make be clear, he didn't do it. You
1: did it. Yeah, but he asked but he asked me to do it. <laughs> and also, I don't think pretending to be a ghost is illegal, probably. <laughs> Tormenting and murdering people, yeah, that's illegal. I well, never uh, whoa, whoa, murder. We just kind of jumped to murder. I never said murder. <laughs>
5: Okay, kick you again. Kick, what about? What about I, that kid well, that I, drove I, us up here? He said murder a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. There were other murders that took place, but <laughs> those were from regular murder reasons, like <laughs> people wanting to murder each other.
4: The brochure is clear on that one.
3: So I, I say, hold on. So we take this. We don't besmirch the good name of Samista. You pass along to the Duchess that we were fantastic guests. The Visanthi party was exceptionally courteous and socially adept and didn't get drunk and bring in sailors and wreck up the place.
2: But we did do
3: that. Oh, no. That's, exactly That's what tomorrow. <laughs> That's tomorrow. Gonna, yeah. Um, <laughs> which, which to, and I look him dead in the eye. I'm like, which are we are going to start doing that tonight. And we are going to go all the way through tomorrow. Uh, His and, face
1: kind of falls at that. Like he realizes, oh, I'm going to be taking a
0: lot of a lot of trouble onto my shoulders.
3: <gasps> I go, and then the hat trick is he must have a library, which I'm sure my friend would be really interested in here.
5: And guess what, guys? You know how much this thing is worth? The university would freak out and we wouldn't have to pay anything.
3: And in a little aside, I'm like, we're going to let you rest from being kicked. And then I come over and I'm like, also, the university super doesn't want it known that their shit might have terrorized a whole town. So (laughs) they want to keep this secret and the masters will be so pleased that we have kept this under wraps for them as a favor, preserving the reputation of all Arcanists and the work we do. So we're actually doing a favor for us here. But it's
2: real <laughs> oopsie doodle on their part. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But that isn't to say that we can't get more out of it. And also, you can't get his library.
4: I mean, I wrecked the book that I threw on the ground, and I could fit hmm, four more books on my belt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> love garlic just love garlic <laughs> um, all right I so, so then i would like to smash cut to the next evening where we see the Samista mansion lit up yes the lights here are red but your clever university students, I'm sure there are, wa- there are ways to arrange the lighting in this manner to make it more palatable for a wild, raucous party. And we can see some of the townsfolk here. We can see the sailors here, once again dressed up in the fancy clothing of the people of the house. And there is music playing I would like to close out with a scene between Amara and Garlic first. Amara, you have been through a lot. You didn't get any studying done and you kind of had to confront a a, a different idea of yourself on this trip. Garlic, this kind of worked out exactly like what you wanted. Vacation.
4: Vacation. Ever.
0: (laughs) Where where are you two in the party where where you find each other?
5: I think that we would be in the library because I'm still, I have a newfound love for learning. Mm. I actually utilize the things that I've learned in school. And that was really cool. Being able to recognize and realize and also be helpful to Garlic. So maybe I'm helping Garlic in the library. Also trying to study a little bit. Instead of studying studying despite everything.
4: (laughs) Studying with me. And it's just garlic going through books and excitedly telling you how much they love the contents of this book. And, like, they run up to you at your table and, like, I don't know how much you've read. Probably not a lot. Like, your studying is minimal when it's just a lot of garlic. Okay, look at this one. Do you see these designs? They are based on something so ancient. The fact that it's even documented is... Mind-blowing. And wait, flip, flip, flip. This page right here, incredible contents.
5: Yeah, I'm actually taking notes because I've been taking notes for what I was studying, and now I'm moving. I'm like, you have so much in that head of yours. I just need to be very upfront with you in a couple different ways. Okay, so basically, you're... We've been hanging out a lot, and also, you're kind of a very straightforward kind of person, and you don't take many cues. (laughs) Uh, I don't? No, you're (laughs) not really good with hints at all. Um, But that's okay, because I want to be straightforward. I have a lot of feelings for you. Some of them are friendly, and some of them are romantic, and I don't want to put any pressure on you for anything. But you should just know that. Also, I really like hanging out with you and I've learned so much from this trip and I hope that we get to spend more time together. But I also don't want to pressure you.
0: Bolstered by the success of this adventure, Amara finds the words that Kwoth never does. <laughs> 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 and just sort of flatly lays out with no pressure at all exactly what is going on. How... Does Garlic feel about that?
4: They take a deep intake. And then as they exhale air, their glasses fog up. <laughs> um, oh, hold baby on. Little baby. And they take off their thick-rimmed glasses. Uh... This is a lot to consider. Can we sit down and read a book and talk about it? Yeah. Okay. That's
0: how they spend the rest of their evening. Yeah, we, we leave these two huddled around a lamp that provides a soft, warm glow in this large library that was kept by an incredibly eccentric and bitter old man, uh, <laughs> getting to enjoy one another's company and delight about newly found knowledge. And then we move around the rest of the mansion in its swirling, revelrous chaos. We see sailors dancing on tables and singing songs together, drinking through the fine wine, though no more than half of the wine stores in the cellar here. We can see uh, the butler who is limping about the places. He's been kicked Pretty <laughs> frequently <laughs> and repeatedly, uh, trying to minimize the damage, we can see uh, <laughs> we can see the mayor dancing with everyone else, still sweating and still crying. <laughs> but it's a happy tears and happy sweat. Um, <laughs>
2: where do we find
0: Chet and Volley?
2: I think Chet is looking over the banister at the revelry below watching Terrence dance. He's doing, like, dressage and really just wiping the floor with everyone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Chet turns to Vali and says, It's the biggest fucking thing I've ever seen.
3: (laughs) That That is a big horse. He's so big. He's just such a big horse.
2: I love him so much. How you feeling, Bolly?
3: Uh. Can, is it possible? And here I am relying on your specific knowledge base. Is it possible to be hungover and drunk at the same time?
2: Yeah, it's called Hair of the Dog, my dude.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't know how I feel about it, but, like, the I party think just is.
2: dehydrated. Nice. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, maybe that's it.
2: But tonight, guess what you did? Hmm. You done took action. It didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) But you made choices actively in your life. That's something, isn't it?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we can see Volley, like, kind of stand a little bit straighter, puff out his chest a little bit.
2: You don't need to get there right away.
3: It's just that, uh, gosh, it's just so big. It's just such a big horse.
2: It's such a big horse. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it becomes it becomes clear that yes, he's he's more mellow now, but he has he has probably been drinking this entire time, all all the way straight through the day and and to to the night. And he's very just pleased to, to be leaning on the banister with Chet and looking at this big, very, very big horse dance with the sailors.
0: And I think that is where we leave your party. Not knowing how the university receives your news or whether Amara chose to return early or spend out the rest of this semester staying in this strange place mixing with sailors and peasants and spooky butlers. We leave them in a place where they got to make choices that they were afraid to make where they got to see parts of themselves that they didn't get to see cooped up in the university. We look around the party a little bit and then we return to a room that is kind of separated from the rest of the party. You know, you can hear the dancing and revelry outside kind of faintly and we can see the Philosopher's Stone. We can see it Kind of like carefully wrapped up on a bed. We see some hands like pick it up and take a look at it. And Chet, what do you say holding the Philosopher's Stone before we finally cut to black and end this story?
2: I ain't going back to school.
1: Well,
0: Heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with Sleepaway. In the meantime, if you're looking for other great gaming shows, be sure to check out one of the other programs here on the OneShot Network. Like Campaign. Campaign is an actual play podcast exploring long-form role-playing. The current campaign, Skyjacks, takes place in an original setting inspired by the music of the Decemberists, folk tales, and classic adventure fiction. Join Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny O'Mara, and Game Master, James D'Amato, as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates. Also, it's basically an elaborate retelling of Weekend at Bernie's. Just search for Campaign or James D'Amato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, I want to talk about voting. Heroes, we've got a pandemic going on, but we also have a very clear imperative to do our civic duty and come out in large numbers to vote. Those are two really tough things to reconcile with one another, especially because the U.S. Postal Service is currently under attack. The current administration is starving them of funds and resources in the hopes to prevent mail-in ballots from turning the election against him. This is a disgusting miscarriage of justice, but not at all surprising for this administration. Thankfully, there is a way to stay safe and ensure that your ballot gets counted. You can sign up for a mail-in ballot and contact your local supervisor of elections to see where you can drop off a mail-in ballot. This will ensure your ballot goes right into the hands of the people who are supposed to count it without having to vote in person, potentially exposing yourself after waiting hours on a line, or just entering a small room with recirculated air. Remember, If you are not registered to vote already, now is the time to register. In many states, you can do that online. At the same time, you can also sign up for a mail-in ballot. If you have any confusion about anything, be sure to Google and contact your local supervisor of elections to see what to do. Please get out and vote and stay safe. Thanks, heroes.